Hey girl, are you ready to crush leg day when you show up for it and you're just not quite sure if you're doing the right exercises, you're just kind of adding in different things you've seen on Instagram or TikTok or something that your husband's been doing or someone else has told you to do and you're just not quite sure if it's the thing you should be focusing on. Well, today's episode is all about diving into the four main functional movement patterns and exercises that I have found to really be beneficial and a game changer when it comes to providing pelvic stability and strength for the entire system and just help align the whole lower extremity so that we can avoid any foot pain, knee pain, hip pain, butt pain, back pain, neck pain, all the pains. Okay. So if you are curious what things you need to be doing when you show up for leg day, stay tuned for today's episode and also come over to the Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support and let us know because I am posting a post every week from here on out that's an accountability post. And that's where you can post what you are focusing on for your fitness routines that week. And I will follow up at the end of the week to make sure you did them. So I will also be there posting mine so that you can make sure that I am also showing up and doing the work. But that's it. Stay tuned. Let me know what you think. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery, providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey friend, I hope that you found last week's episode super helpful. If you have not checked it out, it is about systemizing your fitness routine, which is going to take all the guesswork out of your exercise routine, taking away so much resistance and barriers that you might not have even known were there just so that you can show up more consistently. Even when you don't have the motivation, there is accountability set up. So if you have no accountability, you don't have a friend or family member that you want to reach out to and make sure that you are doing this together because the accountability piece is huge, please come over to my free and private Facebook group, the Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support. We will be your accountability. Um, There is a post out there this week, starting this week, I'm going to put this up every week as an accountability for me and for you, where I will be posting what I plan to be doing that week for my fitness and that you can post what you are planning to do that week for your fitness. And then 
at the end of the week, I will go back through and reach back out and just see where you're at with those goals. If you made it, if not, how come? So we can just be there for each other to show that support and accountability and troubleshoot when things didn't maybe go as planned. So definitely check that out if you think that it would be helpful for you. Today, we are going to dive into a little bit more um, exercise specific and really kind of dive into legs specifically and glutes. So especially women, I know most of the women I work with, we love to train the legs, specifically the butt. I think we all want that big booty and we want those curves, but we also just like training legs. I don't know. That's so interesting because, you know, males too, they love working out chest and upper body and hate working out legs. And yes, I know there's some aesthetic appeal to that, but I don't know. Whenever I go work out upper body, it's just so much harder for me to like push through that burn as it is when I do in in lower legs. When I'm doing um, my lower body days, I can push through that burn. And in fact, I'm like, yes. But when I'm doing upper body, I'm like, and that's enough. (laughs) And so, and vice versa, you know, I've had people that are the exact opposite, but legs are super important. So yes, a nice big round butt and strong legs is awesome, but why do we need it? We need it because this is what actually helps stabilize our pelvis. It helps move our hips and our knees and our feet in the alignment and position and motor plan that they need to be. And if we don't have the balance in our lower body, we can end up with a lot of different issues all the way up and down the chain, right? So we can get plantar fasciitis, shin splints, um, knee issues, lots of knee issues, um, hip pain, tailbone pain, SI joint pain, back pain, neck pain, all the things. It does work its way up. So we need to make sure that our lower body, our feet, our legs, our pelvis have the stability and alignment that they need. So if you're not focusing on strengthening those legs, I definitely want you to shift towards some of that. And I have put out an episode just on strength training and how amazing it is for you. So if you haven't checked that out either, there's a couple episodes on that. We did a why strength training is so amazing. And then also how you can start getting some strength training in your day. But this episode is going to be a little more geared towards those glutes exercises, that leg day, are you prioritizing the right things? And obviously this can be very individualized. So if you are unsure, or especially if you have any history of injury, or you're kind of battling a current issue, maybe it's not quite an injury, but your heels have been bugging you, or your knees have been bugging you, or your low back's bugging you, then I would definitely make an appointment with me so we can troubleshoot what are the specific exercises for your body. Maybe we need to tailor it a little bit to work on some accessory muscles, some stability before we really go into these bigger movement patterns. But for those of you that are active and you're feeling good and you're already exercising some and you want to just make sure that you are prioritizing the right things, especially on those days when we don't have a lot of time, right? Because yeah, maybe we have some time where we get that 45 minute hour workout and we can do all the leg exercises we want to do. But maybe we only have like 15, 20 minutes and how can I get the biggest bang for my buck? Because that's really my whole thing. How can I get the biggest bang for my buck, for my time, for my body, for my well-being, all of it. So when it comes to the lower body and really glutes, we are thinking glutes. The glutes are the main driver of most things. If they are weak, 
we have so many issues and compensations that happen here, you know, from the hip flexors taking over to the hamstrings taking over, and these can cause movement pattern dysfunctions all the way above and below. And so we want those glutes to be the main driver when you're walking, when you're running, when you're hiking, when you're lifting, when you're doing all the things, those glutes need to be not only powering for you, but also, you know, even turning on first. It, there's a lot of issues where hamstrings might be more dominant, especially if you have histories of hamstring injuries. This might be you. Your hamstrings might be overworking and really those glutes need to share the load. Also, if you're someone who has a lot of foot, knee and foot issues, and even hip issues, if those glutes are not firing and engaging and you don't have the balance, you will end up with a lot of issues down at the feet and in the knees because the glutes really help to create that arch. Yes, the arch in the foot, your glute muscles in your butt help to create that arch in your foot. So if you do not have that strength, or maybe you have the strength, but they're not turning on when they need to be, then your foot is kind of falling in and caving down. And that's going to put a lot of pressure again in the plantar fascia. You might have knee pain right underneath the um, kneecap or patella or on the inside of the knee, because those knees are now kind of at an angle pointing inward. Um, if you notice that when you stand up and sit down or go up and down stairs that your knees kind of go in and come back out. This is a sign that your hips are weak. Those glutes are not working as they need to be. So I will probably do a whole episode on the importance of glute strength. But for today, what are the main exercises that we want to prioritize for leg day. So I do think about these in terms of also functional movement patterns. Um, and so if these exercise movements that I'm going to mention today are seeming a little intimidating, then again, reach out. I don't want this to be intimidating. Most of these movements you are already doing in your day. You just aren't really realizing that it is for example, a deadlift. So um, on that note, let's dive right in. So one of my favorite movements is a deadlift because we do bend over and pick stuff up all day long, right? Whether it's a baby, a car seat, laundry, groceries, toys on the floor, trash on the floor, whatever it is, we bend over and pick stuff up all the time. Now, if we're doing this poorly, this is where, oh yeah, by the end of the day, if I've been cleaning, my back is killing me. Or new moms, when they're bending over and picking up that baby all day long in the car seats, their low back or upper back is killing them. And this can be because that motor plan isn't correct during the deadlift and also because their legs are really weak. So yes, we wanna learn all the proper motor plans for these exercises. And again, reach out, I will help you if you are unsure. But the deadlift is so helpful because we are, if we can learn that movement and move and understand how it should feel, then we can bend over and feel confident that we know how to do that with without putting extra pressure on our back. And then we're also going to get um, some strengthening with that if we're really putting our core breathing through that movement as well. But the deadlift is amazing. It works everything on that posterior chain. Most of these exercises are a little whole body, which is another reason why I love them. Again, big bang for your buck, right? But also functional. So when we're doing the deadlift, your back is engaging, trying to hold that board-like position. We're connecting the rib cage to the pelvis. We're really mastering the hip hinge here and what that should feel like, because that's where the movement should come. Like there's a rod between your hip 
joints and you are rotating through that. And we also want to think that your glutes are helping lower you and then also being what's lifting you up. Obviously, the deadlift too is a very hamstring biased exercise. So you will feel this in your hamstrings a lot, but I want you to really think glute. When you are standing up, think glute. This is going to help the brain kind of rewire and get those glutes to fire a little bit before those hamstrings do. So again, deadlift is a great one. There's lots of variations of the deadlift um, and different ways we can get in some hamstring glute strength. So again, something I can help you with if you're unsure how or what the different options of that look like. But so the deadlift is number, and these aren't in any particular order, right? So I mentioned the deadlift, we started there, but I have have to say probably my favorite favorite <laughs> is the hip thrust or a bridge and so if you have worked with me before or even just met me in person I'm pretty open about the fact that I love the hip thrust um, studies have really shown how much the hip thrust really um, fires the glutes it turns on the glutes a lot and in turn it helps build a lot of glute mass so yes this one will help build the booty so if you're unfamiliar with what a hip thrust or a bridge is, if we start first with like a bridge, that's that exercise that many people are familiar with, especially if you've done yoga or different forms of exercise and body work. Um, however, when I teach the bridge and when we're looking at bridge from a strengthening exercise standpoint, there is some, some difference there. So like, for example, with a yoga bridge, people tend to think like, oh, I need to bridge up as high as I can. This can lead to a lot of extension through the spine. Now in yoga, you're working for mobility and things like that. So that's totally fine. You can do that there. Now, when we're working under weight or for strengthening purposes, we now want to think a little differently and again, connect the rib cage to the pelvis and create that board between this, that rib cage and pelvis. The trunk is a board and blocked together and you're lying on your back your knees are bent and you are elevating. So you're lifting your butt and some of your back off of the mat and you should create kind of like a triangle position. So I only want you to lift as high as you can while keeping that spine in a neutral locked in position. If you feel your back extending and you feel movement through the spine too much, or maybe you don't have your core engaged as you should. Cause remember everything is a core workout. And if you don't know what that means, reach out to me <laughs> and I have a podcast episode on it. Um, but so with the bridge, you're just elevating. We're thinking glutes again here. We're really squeezing those glutes to lift up. This is a functional movement. Again, think about when you're in bed, kind of scooting around, or if you need to get dressed or undressed while lying down, you're just bridging up so that you can get your butt to clear that surface so you can do that. So this is a functional movement. Um, now a hip thrust is similar to a bridge, except for you have your shoulder blades and some of your, um, upper body on a surface. So whether it's a bench, a chair, an ottoman, um, that upper body is elevated a little bit. And so this does give a little bit more range of motion through the glutes. This is a little more core work. This is where we can really also load up with a lot of heavy weight. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I did break 300 with my hip thrust this year, which was my goal and which was so exciting. Um, and so I have built a lot of strength in that one. And now it's time for me to shift my gears to balance out a little bit more. Um, so the bridge and hip thrust are, are great. A deadlift version is great. Um, and then the other two that I want you to kind of think through, again, you can do variations of all of these, but when you're 
short on time, pick one variation from these four groups. So we've got the deadlift, we've got the bridge or hip thrust. The next group is a squat. So again, so many different versions of squats. And yes, squats are so functional, right? Because we sit up and down from chairs all the time. And this is, again, something that I get often where people go, no, I don't squat anymore. I'm like, well, you do stand up from a chair and sit down and you get off the toilet. And so, yes, you are still squatting and we need to have the strength to do that. If we are not training ourselves in a squat, getting up and down from a chair will progressively get harder, which is why this does get harder for many people. We need to train it so that it stays something that's functionally easy for us to do. So, so many different variations of squats. Again, if you are unsure which variation is the best for you or if you have pain with them, reach out. We, again, with this one, as with um, all of these that I'm mentioning, really do want to think of that trunk as a board. Because again, we're working legs. The focus is leg legs are moving. Something around the hips or the knees are moving. The spine itself should be locked in like a board. This is a lot of core work because our core has to work super hard to keep it like a board. But again, that's our focus. Can we keep that stability in our trunk? Can we breathe through all of these movement patterns? Does it feel good? Do we have any pain? We need to go through these checklists before we make anything harder by adding weight or bands or working towards a single leg or any of that. So a version of a squat, play around with it, get one of those in your leg day for sure. And then the last group that I really like um, to pull something through um, is a version of a um, abduction. So um, abduction, if you're not sure what that is with the hip specifically, is when you're lifting your leg away from your body. So this is going to challenge that outer hip, that outer upper glute space, specifically the glute med. We get a little bit of hip flexor in this as well sometimes, but we really try and bias exercises that focus on that upper glute space. And so we want this to Um, This can look like sitting with a band around your knees and pushing out against that band. This can look like being at the gym and putting your knees in the abduction machine and pushing the abduction, um, pushing those pads away. Um, This can look like cables or a band tethered around your ankle and anchored into a door or a post or again, a cable machine. And then you are lifting your leg away from your body. Um, Another variation or version of getting the abduction in is just standing on one leg, which is one of the best things we can do because this also addresses balance and it addresses that single limb support and stability that our legs need, especially if you're running or active at all. Um, But even if you're not very active, we need that support and stability. And again, if we don't train it, we lose it. And so even when you um, are just standing in line at a store or standing talking, or sometimes when I'm in my own exercise class and we're doing arms, I stand on one foot because this is just another way I can challenge my core, I can challenge my balance system, and I can strengthen some of my lower body as well. So I want you to just kind of think through those four sections of leg exercises as you do go into your leg days and see if you're doing a version of of these. Um, So again, we're talking deadlift, squat or, or sorry, bridge or hip thrust, squat, and then abduction. And if you do have time, a lunge variation can be great as well. We want to get in some adduction, which is also bringing those knees together instead of apart or pulling a band 
towards your midline instead of away from your midline or squeezing a ball between your knees when you're doing bridges or other exercises can also help to get those inner thighs. So yes, there are so many amazing exercises for your legs and so many muscle groups that we want to work. But when we're talking about priority and really spending time on the things that are going to give us the stability and the alignment and the motor control that we need and the strength that we need, I really have found so much benefit working with women um, with a lot of different pain and issues that these four groups of movement patterns have been the most helpful. So I hope this helped you just kind of frame out how you want that leg day to look. And again, add all the varieties you want. You can do calves, you can do, you know, leg extensions for quads. There's so many great leg exercises, but make sure you've got one of these four in your leg day program if you don't already. And if you want more specific help, make sure you do reach out to me and I'll make sure that we get something going for you that's going to be made just for you, especially if you do have any aches and pains or you're fearful of any of these movement patterns that I did mention today. But otherwise, I hope you guys had a great Halloween. It's freezing here where we are, so I know it's going to be a cold one. When this comes out, it will be just after Halloween, and I'm sure we will be um, coming out of a sugar coma, which is kind of why I wanted to do this before, because um, I'm sure it'll be chaos the rest of the week. But um, I hope that you guys have a great week. Stay warm, and I will see you here next time on the Balanced Momtality Podcast. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Mentality Podcast.